Very good morning to you boys. Um, first of all, I think the key thing with Southgate, and you're spot on, is getting the best out of an unheralded squad, largely, but certainly specific individuals, because there's a hell of a lot of talent in the likes of Harry Kane, Raheem Sterling, despite the inability for him to find the back of the net, Deli Allen, all of these kind of guys. We knew that they were very, very strong players who just needed the right kind of figurehead to get the best out of them, kind of tactically and probably personally as well. But you know what? There's three players who've been highlighted from the last year weeks. None of them were even in the England squad when qualifying started and none of them even won a senior competitive cap until last October but they've become three critical players. Jordan Pickford in goal, brilliant, man of the match in the game a couple of days ago. Harry Maguire at the back, brilliant, scored the winning goal. And Kieran Trippier, the right wing back, uh, the the Berry Beckham as they're now calling him, via Burnley again, away from Stray, released as a youngster by Manchester City. Maguire ended up on loan all sorts of places. Pickford was played for non-league Alfreton five years ago and the three of them have just come through and been absolutely colossal Uh, and they're the kind of examples of why this England team has gelled and just been outstanding under pressure and continues to get the job done. Russ, you know, prior to this, I remember World Cups where you guys would go and it's like, who's taking the free kick? Should be Lampard? No, no, it should be Gerard. No, it should be... And it seemed to be there was big fights amongst the stars of form, you know, of the current clubs as to who should be doing this. So it's... It's kind of quite rare for us on the outside to have a look at a team that goes and the team name is more famous than the actual guys in it for England. I think you're spot on there. And Nate, what's also critical is, I remember Rio Ferdinand talking about how actually the key players for the likes of Man United, Chelsea, Liverpool, these kind of clubs, on England duty, their primary focus, he's admitted, was not giving away secrets that might give their international teammates the edge when it got to the next Premier League season and keeping things close to their chest and doing a so-so job for England but with clubs still being the major focus had been the kind of motivating factor of that golden generation it's probably one of the key reasons why England won nothing with all of those top stars and barely got even a sniff than why it's all turned around now under Gareth Southgate and what I love is you know it's not always going to be pretty there were times in that Sweden game where England struggled on the whole they dominated and deserved to win but when the chips were down Pickford was making the saves. We saw Jordan Henderson with a brilliant block. He was the man who, of course, missed the penalty in the shootout just a few days before. Pickford himself had been maligned for being too short by his counterpart with Chelsea and Belgian Thierry Courtois. He certainly answered a few questions there. And yeah, every time there is a knock, they get knocked down and they've been getting back up again. Can they do it for two more games? They've got a very decent chance. This half of the draw, as we know, is the kind of half. It's a tough semi-final. I know that against Croatia. Nobody's stupid enough to think that England will walk through it. But they've got a decent chance, haven't they? And then if they could get to the final, yes, France or Belgium again, lie in wait. That's going to be immensely tough. But 28 years since England got this far, and you talk about football's coming home. For me, 1996, when that song was written by the Lightning Seeds, Euro 96, England got to the semis. They missed out on penalties then, and it encapsulated the nation. That song did. That summer did. I remember it so fondly as I finished school and prepared to head off to university. It was just an iconic and wonderful time in English football. And this is the best feeling since then. No question. So uh, it's absolutely awesome. Yeah, Southgate could make good on that missed penalty. Hey, Russ, uh, good piece today. He could. How nice when he consoled the Colombian lad, which yeah, didn't get yeah. actually released. No one really knew till the next day. Just a little picture in the far corner. He didn't make a big deal of it. Thought that was lovely.
Paul Haywood writing in the Telegraph today, making the comparisons between Gareth Southgate and Bobby Robson. Now, Bobby Robson, of course, got that England team full of stars to nine to the nineteen ninety semi finals, and he's suggesting yep. that the similarities between the two are striking. And Russ, I looked at the body language yesterday with Southgate and his players. He's got a special bond with these guys, and it seems to me they are playing for him. Are there similarities that are there between him and Bobby Robson, who the players adored? It's a very fair point, and I think getting the best out of the players is something that they're both very good at. But where they're very different is Sir Bobby had already been an incredible manager with Ipswich Town and obviously won the UEFA Cup, the second tier European competition with them, got deep into Division 1 title quests and so on. He was already a very respected club manager and not so much of a great player as many of them aren't. And someone who kind of earned his stripes through the more traditional route of how to get to the England boss. And guess what? He struggled early on. He was knocked down brutally by the media, as so many other good England managers were over time as well. And sadly, Sir Bobby, I think, has really only been appreciated, arguably since he passed away a couple of years ago, which is so, so sad, but often the way it is. And the same with Graham Taylor when he died a few months ago too. Southgate, very different in that he's very much an FA man. His biggest success, of course, was as a player, and then more recently as England's youth team coach and through to the full job. But his club management record is horrendous. I mean, he basically took over Middlesbrough, got them relegated, couldn't get them back up again, got sacked, bounced around, couldn't get any other jobs, got the FA job. And then it's actually clicked from there brilliantly. It's a great example of youth team prowess and then international management being his focus, where he's not necessarily with the players day in, day out. He's got a specific focus to build on over a wider period of time than just match in, match out over the course of certain weeks. And I think each thing, certain managers differently and for Southgate a lot of people didn't trust they didn't believe they thought he was the wrong appointment and I think a lot of people were right to question it few would believe how well it's clicked but all his positives all his attributes are coming out now and uh, yeah quite rightly so everyone's right behind him and right behind the team Russell Hargreaves from TalkSport in the UK with us on a Monday then of course this piece of knowledge is key too Russ that England has won the under-17 and under-20 World Cups too in 2017. So, I mean, is there a chance we look back in hindsight one day and say, hey, this was the blueprint for success right the way up? And if so, how much credit would Southgate get for that? Ken, it's all cyclical, and you know this. We know it in rugby, and we certainly know it in football as well. England at one point struggled youth team level. That was then ripped up and rebuilt by the FA. And yes, you're right. They actually won three junior either world or European competitions in the space of a few months last year, which was brilliant. And what Southgate has done is he's actually picked certain players from that squad who've gone on to start, even though Ruben Loftus-Cheek, for example, hasn't been a starter in the last couple of games. He's been there or thereabouts in the squad and has been an important figure earlier in the World Cup, he's just one to name. And also the experience and the positivity of what these lads have been through. Ironically, they can actually give to a few more of the experienced guys. But the older lads, Trippier, Jamie Vardy, who I thought did brilliantly coming off the bench in extra time against Colombia, they're older lads, but they're still also part of this new, infectious, positive, cohesive collective and and it really has worked very very well indeed so tying that in is crucial but you still need the right manager and the right players to buy in at the very very top and let's not forget not just at the top but at the top under the pressure and microscope of the world cup of knockout world cup of getting through a penalty shootout of winning a quarter final against tough opposition and now getting through as far as the last four well, look, we're going to uh, catch up with you later on in the week. I'm just booking that now, OK, because we'd like to get that. I want to capture all this here with you, Russ. Uh, tell me uh, your, your plans for the game coming up. And also, is it true that you were at some kind of wedding or some function during the other game? Can I confirm that? 
I was at Peppa Pig World with my family. We've just literally hey. got back from a weekend on the south coast. When you got two toddlers, mate, as oh. you know, you've got to keep them happy. So don't you worry. I managed to keep on top of the game. Not a worry. Uh, midweek, probably just going to watch it with the lady wife at home, obviously, with my early starts to my own breakfast show here. But don't you worry, mate. Right. We'll be all across it. And hopefully... All the way to the final next Sunday. So the, we're, watching the fo- we're watching the football, and you've got please welcome your friend and man, Mr. Potato. <laughs> oh, Mr. Potato's play park was one of about oh. fifteen different things we did, mate. But I had a WhatsApp group from three of my best mates, and they promised they'd keep me up to date on every moment I couldn't watch on the dubious Peppa Pig Wi-Fi. <laughs> well, we hope oh. it goes well for your brother Wednesday night. Your time, keep the phone on, eh? No problem, mate. Speak to you then, pal.